Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. All right. So today we're super excited to talk about the hero's journey. So we have um, just spent the last few weeks talking about Star Wars and had so much fun with that. And we oh. thought a good follow-up to that would be to kind of talk about the hero's journey and this kind of template that um, Star Wars falls into and many other stories fall into as well. So Laura, do you want to um, I tell us about the hero's journey and describe do. it for us? <laughs> But I also want to talk about that link real quick about Star Wars and the hero's journey, yeah. because actually George Lucas has said um, in several different interviews that he would still be writing Star Wars if he hadn't stumbled across Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. <laughs> and one, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and two, that's what's interesting about that is really the idea that just finding the right structure for something, finding the right way of telling a story can really just help it fall into place. Even, you may know what the heart of the story is, but how to like get that out there and how to even go about the process of writing it. And obviously he was writing something that, that really, there was no template, there was no like, these are the tropes associated with this type of film. Like it was creating those type of tropes. It was kind of yeah. trailblazing in that way. And having that link back into mythology, um, which is where Joseph Campbell got the idea right. from, um, by doing basically kind of a meta analysis of mythology stories, hero stories across cultures and finding what their similarities were. I love how that kind of links into a lot of different conversations we yeah. had. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I, I think it's so fascinating. Like we forget, you know, Star Wars is such a cultural touch point now. We forget yeah. how truly novel it was at the time. Like I, I remember hearing my dad talking about like st just stumbling on it randomly and going to see it and <laughs> being just blown away. Like he and his friend went back to the later showing that same day wow. and the next day and the day after. Like <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but you just forget like how incredible it was and how um, different it was than anything else that was being done at the time. It, but it, I think it's interesting to know that like it was so novel and different and yet it also comes from stuff that's really not. <laughs> and then yeah. he still had to find that template that inspiration somewhere absolutely and with the hero's journey it was there was basically that meta-analysis by joseph campbell but what we currently call the hero's journey if you look at graphs of like that 12-step hero's journey right. that was actually created by um christopher vogler who who um i think it's called the writer's journey is the book um where he basically took that meta-analysis broke it down and brought it into really that story format that mm. lots of screenwriters use that kind of you can lay it over a three-act structure of film right so it's interesting how like one thing then boiled down it was taken it was another thing shifts, yeah. that, you know vogler 12 steps of the hero's journey and then actually blake snyder the screenwriter who created the save the cat took okay. that and created his beat sheet in 2005 
based off of that. So it's like the grandparent, <laughs> the hero with a thousand faces is kind of that grandparent. And it really kind of funnels down across really different time frames, different ways yeah. in which we look at it. But there's little pieces that kind of keep sticking around. And yeah. all of that is really from, you know, you can look back at stories of Maui, stories of Hercules, and it really has that kind of connection to those stories of old that really have stuck around. Those myths and the fairy tales and things that we've talked about, you know, just recently before as well, it all plays into each other in such interesting ways. But it's so interesting how it still has to be reinvented too. You know, like it still has to be Absolutely. kind of re-examined for that time or, or place or particular story. Absolutely. And I think looking at ways in which it can become like anything, cliched, sure. kind of overused. Why don't I real quick, there's a kind of boil down of what the hero's yeah. journey is. And this is actually, I just got this from a website, someone's personal blog, which I loved it. Basically, it takes the monomyth that 17 stages from Joseph Campbell, and, and it's based on, you know, both the myth, but also Jungian psychology, okay. um, kind of that okay. history. And the gist of it is, hero receives a quest, usually by some higher being, and leaves the comfort of his home to venture out into the wide world. The hero encounters a mentor and a ragtag band of companions <laughs> on the way, and through a series of tests, becomes stronger. He succeeds in his goal and returns to the mundane world to share his wisdom and power. <laughs> and automatically, like, I think of tons and tons of different stories that fall into yeah. that i mean everything from you have the hobbit you know obviously you have star wars you have most blockbuster films that have been recently made follow that kind of general structure but you also have like the animated mulan follows it mm -hmm. beauty and the beast some of them remove certain aspects of it some of them kind of gloss over certain moments there's parts of joseph campbell's stuff that's been like the temptation that's been thrown by the wayside oh. and not really used especially in the last 30 years but there's a lot of beats that really you could look at it and be like oh that story and that story and that one and that one yeah. and it's called the hero's journey but really I almost see it as the heroic journey because it's used, it is used basically across genders. Although. Have you seen, yeah, I've heard arguments for people saying that it is a rather male-centric. It is. Structure though, and that if more female it, structure would be a little bit more spirally. <laughs> abs absolutely. And can we talk about actually yeah. that, I mean, we will talk about the heroine's journey and those books in just a little bit. But one of the reasons is they were all written by, I mean, yeah, so much of sense. it was written by men. Like, <laughs> yeah. We talk about mythology. Those stories are all about right. men. But it is something that, you know, you look at Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Belle's journey is actually the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. But if we look at those stories, the hero's journey is very external. So basically like most stories it starts in the ordinary world status quo sure. where you know 
everyday life. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you have your call to adventure, usually a refusal of the call, meeting yeah. the mentor, crossing a threshold, tests, allies, and enemies, approach to the innermost cave, the ordeal, the reward, seizing the sword. You know, that's, mm -hmm. if you were looking at um, Arthur, that's the, yeah. like pulling the sword from the stone, <laughs> uh, the road back resurrection and rebirth and return with the elixir mm -hmm. but so much of it is this external reward like you even think about star wars yeah. and so much of that is external you have an external win you have an external like woohoo and then there's a little <laughs> celebration where we actually don't get into the internal side of these characters and i thought an interesting example of the hero's journey that does that but then you go on and get the internal is actually the Hunger Games. Because um, the Hunger Games fits within the hero's journey. Yeah. But after she comes back, there is so much more to her story after that. And there's so sure. much internal um, change. Change. Wrestling. And wrestling with the, like, yes, she comes back. She's won. Yes, there's yeah. change. But it's it's external change. It's not fundamental or... Mm -hmm. internal or intrinsic the world around her has not really fully changed yeah. and so when we start to look at the heroine's journey the two uh really important works for the heroine's journey are and we'll talk about this more like rather than just surfacey at a later point but also based on kind of Jungian um analysts connected with also um, family therapy and actual um, counseling with women. Uh -huh. Maureen Murdoch was the one who wrote The Heroine's Journey, um, and that was in the 1990s. And, Have you read um, that? Or I haven't read it, but I've I haven't it. yet. I'm curious. But I'm, after doing the study for, you know, researching for this, uh -huh. I want to really do a deep dive in it, and I want us to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we should talk about it at a later point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and then there's Clarissa um, Piccola Estes yeah, and her yeah. Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths and Stories of the Wild Woman Archetype. But then there's also been another kind of similar to what I think Christopher Vogler did. Um, Victoria Lynn Schmitz also did like uh, this kind of updated one as well cycle of the heroine's journey and mm -hmm. it basically encapsulates most of the hero's journey but then there's this after part like you could you could within within limitations obviously it's not a direct sure. lay you couldn't lay it completely on it but you could certain beats uh -huh. it continues on to basically where it's this internal connecting those two parts of yourself and then having this change that basically reaches an internal kind of agreement or at least uh -huh. stasis and balance and not necessarily i don't think it's a balance that doesn't have movement afterwards sure. but it's that getting to that point of some form of balance between the sides of you and the place in which you are and uh -huh. when especially when we look at ones that are futuristic that look at a dystopian society 
Mm. the places start out imperfect and mm-hmm. like in the hunger games sure just from her going on a hero's journey or heroic journey or whatever we want right. to call it it's not going to fundamentally change the situation in which she's in right and i love that one that kind of it calls into question a bunch of things about what i think we accept as that win at the end of a story of yeah. like what do we consider to be that, if we want to call it that, it ends at a high point, it ends at a uh-huh. point. It kind of calls into question whether or not some of those hero's journeys that end at this high point of celebration, if they're really based on any type of reality, in, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. which has always been my problem with A New Hope. At the end uh-huh. of that, when they're all getting the medals and Chewie doesn't get his, <laughs> like, you keep thinking about, but the galaxy is still in this place. Yeah. They, they need then all the rest of those stories to then do the internal work of freeing the galaxy. They mm-hmm. fail miserably, as we now know. <laughs> um, and I think that there's a lot yeah. really within those stories that actually have harmful assumptions and motifs Mm -hmm. i i mean i think when we look at the hero's journey we could talk about how very you know pretty much everyone who worked on the hero's journey and who talk about it it's all so male-centric even the the um even the blake snyder say the cat is like the guy who rather than the person who Mm -hmm. and there's definitely elements of that where you've seen basically female characters shoved into a very male narrative. I I think of Alien, um, which actually Save the Cat was like, that's where the title gets the name. Um, Alien, you have a woman who is a mother and the things that she does, even though I I like Ripley in that she does challenges challenge what women are capable of her story to me always rings a little false she's written by a man she's directed by a man and there's not a lot of things that i think someone could look at and be like oh that's me (laughs) and i think terminator especially terminator 2 has the same problem terminator 1 if you've seen it recently has a lot of problems in how the protagonist is treated even though she goes on a hero's journey the basic treatment of her in the first one when she is first kind of starting out and in a vulnerable space is really almost abusive mm. and then when she gets into terminator 2 you almost don't recognize her at all like all those feminine qualities have been stripped out of her uh-huh. and i think it is a little When we look at the hero's journey, how it's used, how it's used in cinema, Mm -hmm. um, how it can be used over and over and over again to tell the same story and even told in a very male-centric way, even though they changed out the gender of the character. (laughs) I think in some ways it's important that we look at how we present how we present our characters Mm -hmm. then from that perspective, you know, as we write something like where should those, you know, standard story elements, standard story structures be challenged. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that there's some people who are working, you know, there are ones that subvert it. There's yeah. ones like, sure. again, Hunger Games is a great example in that yeah. she then, after all of this, digs in yeah. and she doesn't just leave it there. She doesn't just leave it as the external win. Like she does the work. Yeah. Which is in. why that, that I, there are very few series that I like the second book in the three book series because the second book yes. is usually like horrible. It's the worst book of the book bunch. It's the one I always want to throw against the wall. Usually. But yep. Hunger Games. I love that second book so much. Hatching the <laughs> Fire so is, it is fantastic. Yeah. And it's fantastic for exactly, I think, those reasons, yeah. is that you then have to deal with all of the stuff, all the baggage yeah. that every other, like, heroic journey story, like, is just like, just kidding. It's Even fun. though this person lost their parent, their parents or aunt and uncle or best friend, <laughs> they don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. Like, Catching Fire, she doesn't pull any punches. She forces yeah. Katniss to deal with grapple with all the things that she's seen the things that she's done who she is now her portrayal of ptsd Mm -hmm. is just i i think it's profound in that there's so up to that point there were so few books that actually really grappled with that i mean you could argue maybe end of lord of the rings with frodo that he having to go to the Grey Havens, maybe, um, but not to this level, to this extent, where really all of the, you know, next ones are dealing with, okay, how do we make that external, very kind of surface level change? How do we make that actually become a foundational, (laughs) yeah, foundational real change, Mm -hmm. doing the hard work of having someone just grapple with all of that and figure out where their place in making that change is. Yeah. And I, I think hers actually might be able to be one that could fall within both of those. Um, From a cycle standpoint, I think you could put it as containing within it, both a heroic journey and a heroine's journey as well, Uh at least from, yeah that makes sense to me yeah yeah I definitely think that the hero's journey has a lot to offer you know like I think it's a very helpful tool yeah but I I think you're absolutely right that it it also is a helpful tool with some baggage (laughs) with some things that probably need to be examined and like I think it's true that there are basic beats to stories and that as human beings we like certain things to happen in stories and certain things have stood a test of time that I think um speaks powerfully for them in their favor but also some of those things maybe have yeah haven't been telling all of everybody's stories or you know like or are yeah. kind of um narrow a narrow story view maybe yes and i think recognizing also that when we ascribe too much to a very specific very locked in structure yeah and there's been actually lots of calls especially from a screenplay standpoint of getting out of this rut of storytelling Mm -hmm. that, you know, beat for beat, you see movie after movie. And I think personally, when you see movies that feel repetitious in that way, that you can start just laying them on beat for beat, they don't mix it up at 
all. Yeah. It becomes too predictable and kind of boring. Right. Absolutely. And trying to figure out ways in which the structure can serve your story, you know, be it because hero's journey, heroic journey is in everything from video games to, you know, TV series, use it, movies, books. It it's used in so many different places, finding the ways the structure can work for your story, if that's the type of story you want to tell, Mm -hmm. but not changing your story to suit the structure, like Mm. have the structure work for you. And I think when we, when we let the story dictate how it's told, even the order of how something needs to open up, if there are scenes that, you know, fall outside of that structure, like, but it's right for the story, put them in. If the structure doesn't suit your story, if that's, you know, you're shoehorning it in, leave it out. (laughs) For goodness sakes. (laughs) And that's, I think, I think sometimes like structure is useful from the perspective of when you're figuring out what story looks like, what, what does specific types of stories say and do in general and then figuring when you're stuck too you know like absolutely don't know where to go it's really helpful to see that kind of structure or when you have tons of world building like george lucas and tons of you absolutely can't actually make a story out of it then finding (laughs) a structure like that can be really amazing it can be super helpful and open up what needs to happen for you absolutely but even sometimes subverting the structure yeah. or, you know, so that you can actually catch your audience looking in the other way mm-hmm. where they think something is going to happen. Actually, the, the best thing that I can say in, in regards to that is, you know, talking about Terminator, because as you can imagine, we recently watched a lot of the Terminator films. The new Terminator Dark Fate actually has a moment where you think they are going to call back to something from Terminator 2. Like they're playing the music. They're trying to get you like, oh, he's going to do it. And then they don't like on purpose, like actively they don't. They, they walk away from the fan service. And I love that those type of things, like your anticipation of something going a certain yeah. way and then it going in a different way is so interesting. Yeah. It makes you like sit up and be like, oh, that was a surprise. Like, I didn't know that they would do that. And I think that as we look at stories, looking at those opportunities for this is a great structure, this helps, you know, me get my story working where it needs to be and linking into the end. But what ways can I make it uniquely its own? And can I put in things that will be a surprise that might yeah. be actually a subversion of one of those beats that might actually get your audience to be like, Oh, that didn't go the way I thought it would. Yeah, for sure. Yay. So <laughs> use the hero's journey when it's um, helpful and ditch it when it's not. <laughs> That's yep. our takeaway. That's and but it's that, good to be familiar, I think, with those structures. Like it's good to study absolutely. them. It's good to look at them because I mean the same with any other writing rules or or things like that. Like you gotta know those rules before you can really break them or before you can break them well, you know. Absolutely. And and I think looking for them in different places, like yeah. as I said, like looking for them in movies when you watch and mm-hmm. seeing like, oh, this feels like it could fit into that. Mm-hmm. I there's 
so many movies that are written by men as well that they use the hero's journey so often seeing that you know looking at that as what does a heroine's journey look like on film Mm -hmm. so when you see something that's different being able to kind of take note of that yeah take note that it's oh that was different Mm -hmm. um and what I'm very excited about doing is in looking at the heroine's journey since it isn't used as much so it is something we're not as familiar with it's something that kind of brings a bit of novelty to it seeing that movies are actually starting to get different types of screenwriters writing them. There's a lot more diversity. There's a lot more um, writers who are being encouraged to write and being, so being on the lookout for those ways in which stories are starting to change, I think is also really, you know, exciting, interesting, exciting. Um, I looked at um, Wonder Woman Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman kind of fits within both. You can make yeah. it fit within both the uh, heroic journey and the heroine's journey. And um, the new Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, actually sits within kind of more of that heroine's journey arc. Yeah. Um, and what she struggles to come to terms with really sits more within that. So I think as time goes on, the hope is that we'll see a lot more stories like that. Yeah. And I can't wait for part two where we really yeah. dive into that. All um, right. So be on the lookout for that in the, yes. the coming weeks and months at some point when, yep. when we get our act together. Exactly. We, we'll be talking about the hero and journey at, in the future. Yeah. So um, thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation and that you learned something from it. Um, if you did, we would love it if you would leave us a comment or a review that helps other people find us and you can find us on Instagram as well where we can hang out a little bit more and we'd love to chat with you. Thanks for joining us again. Keep reading, keep writing, keep learning new things and stretching yourself and trying out new things. And um, yeah, keep putting your work out in the world. World needs it. Yay! <laughs>